Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. So today you're about to hear a guest that maybe some of you are surprised to even see his name in the title of my show. But you shouldn't be because I'm all about bringing to you other people's opinions. As I always say, my priorities, my life, my definition of success, the way that I exercise, my relationships, my faith, all of those things are, are mine. But that doesn't mean they have to be yours. The purpose of the show is to help all of us be better. And I think the only way we can do that is if we really examine what it is we truly want and not just not just go after or prescribe to a way of life or a way of thinking because one of our mentors does it that way. I want you to think critically about your life, about what makes you happy. Don't do things just because somebody else does it. I don't believe in the hustle anymore. I used to. And I love Gary Vaynerchuk. There's something about his energy and his intensity. And there's something about watching him that just seems so ironically familiar. Nonetheless, this is the truth. And I told Gary that. I I try not to watch him because he triggers all of these kind of temptations I have to work and to hustle. I'm a reformed hustler. I am a girl who believes in smart success. But just because I believe in that way of thinking, just because I have a certain way that I've structured my life and my business and prioritize these things doesn't mean that that's how you should structure your life. And legit, I have been avoiding Gary Vaynerchuk because I have to keep myself accountable in these areas. And so his people reached out to us. They asked for an interview. They wanted to be featured on The Shalene Show. And I was like, you know what? I got to do it. I have to do it, and I know that there's no topic off limit. I know that Gary's going to be honest. I know he's going to say the things that he's truly thinking, the things that many people are thinking, but they would never dare say it, yet their actions are saying they love work and they love work more than family, and and a lot of people are living a life that says, I love work more than I love spending time with my family, but my family comes first. A lot of people say that. A ton of people say that. You know people who say that. I said that at one point in my life, but my actions were saying something else. Gary, on the other hand, he's just going to be honest. And he's like, you can judge me, you can hate me, you can do whatever. But I like to work and I really like to work. And sometimes I like to work a lot more than I enjoy being with my family. He's really unbelievably honest in this interview. And it might offend you and it might upset you. And you might take a look in the mirror and realize that your actions are actually saying the very same thing that Gary is bold enough to say out loud. So, I don't know. This is for you to decide. I am not here to tell you how to live your life. I am, however, going to bring you the experts so that you can examine things, use your own critical thinking, and make a decision for the way in which you want to live your best possible life. I do want you to improve. I do want you to work on some of your weaknesses. You'll hear Gary talk about playing up to your strengths, which I think is incredibly valuable. But I do also believe I have to work on some of my weaknesses too because that's just how I become a better person. And I hope I'm not offending my audience by introducing Gary, but I'm sure there are people maybe outside of the United States who are not familiar with his work. He's pretty much what he set out to be. He's a legend in marketing. He's a legend in social media. Gary Vaynerchuk built a business that he basically acquired or stepped into a family business that was a $3 million wine business and turned it into a $60 million wine empire that still exists today. He's the author of several New York Times best-selling books, 
the most popular of which is Crush It. The guy is a hustler and he has a lot of success under his belt because of that. He's also an angel investor, having invested in companies you might have heard of, like Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Uber, Birchbox, and Meerkat. You're about to hear his voice on this podcast, which we recorded live, by the way, on both Facebook and on Periscope. But Gary does a daily live show on YouTube called Hashtag Ask Gary V. And that's the letter V-E-E. But check it out because you have to experience him live to really like truly understand who this dude is. But he's down to earth. He's honest. He's a hustler. He's energetic. He's got more passion than just about anybody I know. His energy comes through the screen. So you've got to check out his show. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Vaynerchuk. My name is Shaleen Johnson. Thank you to everybody who's jumping on live. If you've never met me before, I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I am the uh, creator of the Smart Success Academy. I am a former hustler (laughs) and I am so nervous to talk to Gary, not for the reasons you might think, but because it would be like an alcoholic making their first trip back to the bar. (laughs) Like, and they're just supposed to eat nachos, right? Because, um, I, uh, am a recovered, I guess I'm always in recovery, workaholic who the word hustle is my word. That was my word. And I had camps called Camp Do More. And my husband and I built two multi-million dollar companies that we eventually sold because it became too much. And I realized the reason why I was hustling is because I was trying to just forever find validation and like keep going and going and going and, and be the first. And I, I just kind of got caught up in this momentum that made me feel panicked and stressed and like I would never, ever get ahead. So Gary, the very first question I have to ask you, where are you in that stage of your career? Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever wonder if the hustle is too much? That's a great question. It's funny, listening to you, my brother's my partner in VaynerMedia and we've gone from 30 to 600 people, 550 people and I can see it and he's young and it's his first rodeo and I can see that he has those feelings at times so I can live through it and have empathy for it. For me, it's a little different. For me, it, it creeps in my mind once in a blue moon. First of all, I only build evergreen businesses. They're family businesses, right? So Wine Library, where I kind of made my first name, it's still, you know, it's a very large, it's one of the largest wine retail companies in the world, right? It's running. VaynerMedia, which I'm running now, is going to always run. It's the marketing company that I built to be in place for all my behavior for the rest of my life. So... For me, it's a, you know, I'm very much not driven by money. Can I, can I stop you right there and, tell, and ask, what drives you and what makes you feel valuable? Uh, a pulling in opposite directions of my legacy and how people feel they were impacted by me or where I sit in the lexicon of communicators and entrepreneurs and equally not giving a rat's ass about that. Okay. And so I got to ask you one more question. Do you, and I really, you know, before you do, I want to really break that down because I, because I think it's the, the paradox that I think I'm living through has so much to do with what is going on with me, which is I really do want to be known as the best personality around marketing and build the biggest agency and sell the most books and win, 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 win. But it's scary to me how well I handled the, the losses. I literally want every person who's watching or listening to your show right now to become a new fan of me, to care about me. But I also have a lot of empathy towards maybe my style doesn't work for them or maybe I won't win that game. I just love the process of the game. The game is what 
gets me excited and the two parallel pullings of desperately trying to win and have all that but being very comfortable with the losses and feeling like it's just I'm very cozy in that environment I think is what helps me uh, do my thing. That's that's a very fair answer. My what I wanted to follow up with as a question was you you use the word legacy, right? Yes. And I think about that too and I've talked to so many people who have been in a position like yourself where you're truly leaders and thought leaders and making changes not just on a small level but a global level and you feel this like obligation to continue and to help people right but then i also wonder for me and this is just me yeah because i feel that pull but i also know that the most like just me my purpose the most important legacy i have to leave is on my kids and so where i was at was i realized i couldn't be present even yeah. when i was like sitting at their games i like was thinking okay what's next what am i going to write about how could i take a picture of this and you know i couldn't be present and i knew i needed to they were young when this happened but i knew i needed to like kind of get that straight and realize a lot of what i was doing was to have credit and to be out front yeah. and that i wanted the legacy i wanted was to have kids who knew they were more important than anything i was doing yeah. And I know you've got kids, so how do you struggle with that? You know, I, 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 I run them in parallel paths. I feel very confident uh, in that execution. My dad has had an outrageous impact on my life. I didn't see my dad until I was 14 years old. What do you mean? I mean, he worked every hour because we were Russian immigrants, so we had no money. And he worked at a liquor store from 7 in the morning to 11 p.m. And so I literally, and, and I don't mean like, like there is no question that children of divorced families or estranged from their dads for a couple of years or several years literally saw their dad more than I did. When I tell you I did not see him, I literally did not see him for months at a time because I'd wake up after he left and like months, not days, not weeks, months. Uh, I literally have zero memories of my dad from, you know, three to 14. Now, I know what people are thinking when I say this, which is like, great, you're replicating that behavior. Da, 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 da. Uh, so I, I'm winning in extremism, right? I spend, uh, I'm very checked out and into my kids on the weekends, the holidays. I'm hustling a lot during the day and I'm adjusting along the way. I made a huge decision that this September I'm coming home from five to 6 p.m. and eating dinner with them and put, giving them a bath. So that I'm, I'm hacking my life along the way and I'm not trying to be perfect at all times. I'm trying to be perfect to what feels perfect to me of that moment and I recognize that if I don't deliver on that and the second it doesn't feel like literally out of nowhere four months ago I'm like you know what it doesn't feel perfect enough anymore what can I do okay this 5 to 6 p.m. thing seems real and that's what I'm gonna do so I think uh, look I think your actions are your truths right and so I can talk all day long about family first uh, or this that, and the other thing but if I don't act on it then it's not true and so uh, at the same token, I'm not crippled by going five months with it doing it the wrong way, even to myself, because I'm very confident and play a net-net game that I'll quote-unquote get to where I need to go because I'm constantly pushing against uh, what I want selfishly for myself, what I want uh, to impact my kids, how I want to impact my audience. Uh, it, you know, it's a constant grind. We're all balancing. It's kind of like relationships, right? Like giving relationship yeah. advice is ludicrous. Everybody's got their own different dynamics. There's so many variables in play. Um, I'm a big believer in intent. 
intent, and I know what my intent is uh, with myself, with my family, uh, with my audience, and, and it gives me enormous comfort. I'm very comfortable in my own skin and actions and have empathy towards how it doesn't work for everybody else or can be critiqued, but I am cozy, 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 CJ, in, my, in the way that I roll. Yeah, and I think people do have to live their own purpose as opposed to what's prescribed or what we see other people doing. And like, and like you just said, you have to wake up one day and go, something's off. Somewhere, something's off. And just the littlest tweak can bring that area back into balance. I'm hacking enough along the way where I don't feel like I'm, I'm hoping, and it could change. It hasn't happened yet. I'm 39. I'm hacking enough along the way, chipping away with it on a daily basis to make sure. I'm, it's, I'm, it's top of mind every day for me. Am I happy with my balance? Am I feeling fulfilled? Am I happy? Are people that I care about happy? That I don't think, I'm hoping that I don't have to have a major shift, like go on a three-year sabbatical, sell the businesses. But maybe I will. Maybe I'll just wake up one day and be like, I'm doing it. So like, I don't know, but, uh, but so far I'm in the constant communication, constantly uh, hacking on a daily basis kind of uh, philosophy. Hey there. Okay. Thanks so much for allowing me to interrupt. I wanted to interrupt because at this point you might be feeling torn, pulled in multiple directions. So should I hustle more? Should I hustle less? I can hear that Shalene wants us to hustle less. I can hear that Gary has got this amazing legacy that he's living because he's got that hustle. So what's right for you? I don't know. Neither does he. Only you know. So what I want to suggest you do is take a little quiz. I'm hoping this might be able to help you assess what's right for you. It's a quick and simple quiz. You can download it or answer it online. This will help you to assess your current stress level based on that work-family balance. Okay, so write this down. Go to stresslesstest.com. Got that? Stresslesstest.com. Okay, cool. Back to the show. Okay, so my husband was one who just kind of rolled with the punches, was my biggest supporter, always was like, go, 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 go. And I, he never said, like, this is too much, like, when is this going to slow down? And he never threw, like, a big fit. There was just one day where he's like, I just don't think you'll ever be able to stop. And I could see in his eyes that he didn't feel as important to yeah. me as all the stuff I had going yeah. on. And so I just, you know, in the Shaleen show, which is what we're doing this for live is a show really about just balance and life and everything and, and, ev and everybody figuring out their own way and, and making sure it is theirs, not something their parents wanted them to do, not something they're doing to feel valued, uh, but something that feels right. So, and I, you know, I haven't heard much about your wife's perspective on that, but what would you assume she would wish you would do less of or more of? She would wish that I would spend less time working and spend more time with her and the family. I mean, it's the, you know, I mean that, you know, because the answer to that question is, and this is why we're husband and wife, she, she'd want that to be every minute of our lives. And, and by the way, and this is something that I think people need to realize, and you're going to know this truth. Uh, I don't. You don't want. I, I, I want to do this. My, mm -hmm. and, and what's, what makes my relationship work is my wife knows that whatever she wants to do, I'm super down with. And always have been. We communicate a ton about this. And I don't wish that I spent more time with my family. And I do wish that I spent more time with my family. And I'm being very honest with everybody. Let me explain that. Because I want people to understand. Good. Because that's confusing. Yeah, it's really easy to unconfuse. Like, if I wanted to spend more time with my family, I would spend more time with my family. Ouch. Like, like 
And, and please, let, 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 let's let's break this down. Please. I'm taking seven full weeks of vacation a year, completely checked out. I'm taking every single weekend completely checked out. Hmm. I, I don't think people hear that. I'm spending an outrageous amount of time with my family, especially considering how I'm positioned as a hustler in the marketplace, right? It's right. just that every other minute that I'm not doing those things, I am all, it's not how much I spend with them or not spend with them, it's when I'm not spending it with them, I am working at an insane pace of 7 a.m. to midnight, and I'm accomplishing in those 17 hours the at the speed that I'm going at, you know, 34 hours of work, right? So I think that, you know, we all want to do things. We all, you know, grass is always greener, right? When I'm on a connecting flight to Oklahoma City like yesterday, you don't think I want to be in the backyard in the Hamptons with my son throwing around the ball? I mean, get out of here. But when, you know, after the end of a long weekend on a Sunday, if you don't think I'm jonesing to get back into the action, I am. It's just the truth. I can't, I can't lie against my DNA. No, I hear, I hear that. And that's the struggle. You know, for me, it's easier for me to work. It just is. It's just my default. I can wake up. I have too many ideas. There's not enough hours in the day. I want to go, go, go. It is my default. I wake up and I want to work. I, I, it's fun for me. It's easy for me, but I, you know, I also feel, but I shouldn't do like what's easy. I, I try to hold myself accountable so that I'm doing what, what I think is right. Even if sometimes that doesn't come easy to me. I feel happier when I make the important, important people feel most important. And, and so this is just my constant struggle. It's a constant struggle. It's my default. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me say something that I really hope brings you value. Explain to me your your children's situation. What, what do you, I have a six and a three year old. I have a six year old daughter yeah. and a three year old son. Get, paint me a picture of your world. Yeah. So mine are eighteen and fifteen, and they're ninjas. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, with that kind of DNA, I'm sure. I think people grossly underestimate impact and quality and quantity and lack of impact. My intuition is you could sit there and be at the baseball game. You can rattle your brain and try to check out and really focus on the task at hand. But my intuition as a son of this product from both of my parents, me too, not as an ambitious father to justify his actions as the son of this product. My intuition is that your actions are bringing disproportionate value to your children and that you're more than welcome to think there's nobody who's doing it all. And one of the things that people make a humongous mistake on is they spend so much time trying to fix their weaknesses instead of tripling down on their strengths. And I can tell you right now, as a father of a six-year-old daughter who I want to completely rule the world and think that she has the DNA to do it, you know, um, your hustle and your work ethic are things your kids pick up. And of course, there's times where they wish you were there for this or they wish you paid attention because they can tell you're in your headspace. But <laughs> I, I, I believe that intent and actions are, are way more important than people think. And you're more than welcome and knock yourself out and you can roll and try to like play out the struggle and beat yourself up about this. But I have a feeling that when you have a, I have a, I'm positive, and I hope you remember this moment, that you're gonna have a conversation with one of them when they're in their 30s, and they're gonna say something about the way you rolled and what they saw you do and the impact it had on either them or the partner that they chose in life. And I think, um, I think there's a lot of things you could be doing that are worse. Thank you for that. 
I, I will. I look forward to that conversation. My dad was an entrepreneur and hustle, hustle. And wow. uh, I learned so much from that, you know? But he was able to shut off. And I just, I, you know, that's something I always admired it with him. On the weekends, he could shut off. And I have to work at that. Listen, I go through ebb and flow on the shut off. Sometimes I'm really rolling, so other times I'm not. But like, again, my dad, you know, I didn't even like see him. And then the years we spent together when I was in the business with him, you know, like life is a long journey. I was the biggest mama's boy of all time, right? And and still am. But, you know, like even the relationships with my brother and sister, my relationship with my kids right now, like my wife, uh, you know, I think you know this. I don't have to tell you this. This is kind of like speaking to the, to the audience. You know, you can get very hung up in the way that it is, but that's already played out. Um, you just got to recognize so much ebbs and flows through the years of relationships. And so um, you can't take things for granted. It could all end and I get all that. But at some level, fighting your hard wiring instead of enhancing those skills and, and allowing them to bring value is something that we're taught by society that I actually think is a little tricky and, and something worth debating. And if people are listening one way or the other, maybe you know, listen, you know this. We know a lot of friends and family who's, who, who are less ambitious and their family wishes they worked more. Like, dad, why do you only work nine to four? Like, why don't you get a side hustle so we're not on, you know, so we're not struggling every week. So there is no such thing as perfect balance. There's just your reality. What I would say is this, and this is what I've been relying on. When's the last time you've had real in-depth conversations with the 18 and 15 year old on how they see it versus you hoping you're reading their body language? The thing that I've been doing very well with my wife. Truth is, I'm, a, I, I'm afraid to ask. I got it. I, listen, I, I was, the thing that is working for me, I've been walking into it. I ask, my, I ask my wife questions I don't want to get answers to, which is like, Lizzie, would you want me to travel a whole lot less next year? The answer is yes. And then I start going down the path. And then, and then she'll say yes or no, depending on the scenario. I'm in a situation where my wife is my greatest cheerleader and she knows that I'd be suffocated if I couldn't do me. Um, and, and she takes the pros and the cons that come along with that. But I think, you know, I think a real conversation with the 18 and 15 year old and they're younger and they can't quantify everything and they're going to say emotional things, but it starts the cadence at a nice age, in my opinion, it's the age I've been targeting, maybe even a little younger, it starts a cadence of you having a true communication funnel with your children that will pay dividends in their mid-20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. True. Very true. Okay, last question. Gary, people love watching you live. They love that you're off the cuff, that you are so articulate and you speak your mind and you're comfortable on camera. And, and now live streaming has taken over the world. We're on Facebook, we're on Periscope, we're on Skype doing this live video. Does everybody need to just get over themselves and get on camera or are some people better served in the seat of the viewer? 98% of people are better not being in front of the camera because it's not their natural comfort zone, right? For example, I would, I, as you, and you know this and some of the people in the audience know, I'm really good at this environment. I'm great on stage. I'm all improv. I do all q and I'm great. I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable saying that. Do you want to hear something scary? If you asked me to read the first chapter of my book right now, I would suffocate. I'm a terrible reader. Hashtag truth. I'm a terrible, at, 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 at Jewish holidays when we have to read things in front of seven people that are my family, I shiver. I'm like, no so, teleprompter, no teleprompter. Let me just riff. Well, listen, TV has, you know, I've been offered a lot of television in my career and I always start when I go down the rabbit hole, I'm like, look, if you're thinking teleprompter, you better check out because first of all, I cannot read. 
Like if you want to hear funny words, I did a talk show on Sirius Radio where I had to do live read commercials. The first one I ever did was hands down the worst public thing I ever did in my life. They came into the audience during the rest of the commercials and they said, what the hell was that? I said, guys. And then luckily one of the guys who was the executive producer worked with Howard Stern and he said the reason Stern became so great at doing commercials was he sucked at it too. So he'd read it beforehand and then improv. I did that the second time and literally like the advertiser was a beer wanted to like triple down the next show because it was the best thing they'd ever heard. So listen, I got to run and, I, and I'm making you a promise. Let's do a part two because this is fun. And I think I dig it. I will leave you with this. That story encapsulates what happens, which is most people aren't good on camera. Most people can read really strongly and feel comfortable <laughs> in an environment. I'm the opposite. I bet on those opposites. That's why I have a happy life. Bet on your strengths. The weaknesses are going to play out, but bet on your goddamn strength. That is the word we end with. Thank you so much, Gary, for your time. You are the man. We really appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Well, that was crazy cool and fun. What a great opportunity. And I want to thank Gary for taking the time and, and just letting me go there, letting me challenge him on that whole work-family balance. The one thing I want you to take away from this podcast and, and any podcast that you're listening to, especially when the host is someone who you kind of consider a mentor from afar. I have my own mentors from afar. I think it's important for those of us who are in the public eye, teaching others how to be entrepreneurs, to be as transparent as possible because people are going to do exactly what they see. That is, that's the blueprint for success. So if you're following in Gary's footsteps and you want to have his success, you want to live a life like his, and you think that he's working every day from 4 a.m. until 11 p.m. and then he never takes any vacations off, well, then you don't have the whole story. As he said, you know, I, I come home at night and I make my kids dinner and give them a bath. I take, I think he said, seven or eight weeks of vacation. I'm off on the weekends. And so we don't always get to hear or see that side of things because that's his persona. That's his brand, the hustle, 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 go, 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 work, work, work. That's part of his brand persona. So I was really happy that he was honest enough to disclose the other side of it, that piece that he doesn't always put out front, but it is the reality. I ask you only this. I ask you to evaluate every expert that I bring to you based on your own personal definition of success. And start with not money and cars, but start with success, meaning what would you want to feel? If you were feeling this, you would feel successful and think of all the areas of your life. That's what we've built the basis of smart success on. And this show, this episode, timely as it has been, has been brought to you by Smart Success. It's my mission. It's my passion. And so I want to take this opportunity to invite you to learn more about Smart Success. It's an online academy. It's a school. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a group of people supporting each other, keeping each other accountable, understanding that you can have absolutely anything you want. The prescription, the blueprint just needs to be yours. And we've got to start over in many cases because we've built this big, beautiful house and it's just keeping us in like a prison, a stress ball. That's what we do at Smart Success. And it's not just for entrepreneurs. It's for anyone who wants to be living a life that they are 100% the architect and the builder. To learn more, please go to smartsuccess.com. And again, if you'd like to take that test to figure out if, in fact, your home versus work is in balance or at least it's, it's right for you, you can go to stresslesstest.com. 
That's it for today. If you enjoyed the show, do me a favor, head over to Gary's show and leave him a comment. You've got to check him out on YouTube. Anyways, you guys are awesome and I can't wait to have the opportunity to spend some time with you again very soon. Check me out on